Number 85 yeah. of a Touchline Ramp podcast. What's going on this week? Um, this week, we are basking in the Anfield glow. We don't, we're breaking from tradition, which is we usually, um, we usually look ahead. We don't discuss games that have happened, usually, on this podcast. Uh, we're going to make an exception tonight, and we're going to talk Liverpool-Barcelona, because it deserves Liverpool, to be Barcelona, talked about. Liverpool-Barcelona, Liverpool City as well, but That's, Liverpool, yeah. In the, that in the that historic... game needs to be talked about. It needs for a number of reasons. You know what I want to talk about in that? Mm. I'm going to question if that result was predestined or absolute chaos and it just fell for... Well, that's something to look forward to in the, in the section. I'm have a, have a think about it. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? We're going to do a Cardiff City post-mortem, sadly. Boo. Because they're gone from the Premier League. Woo. We're going to do a section on that. We're also going to do just a looking ahead section to the, uh, the random fixtures that are coming up. So... You know, and the future of what it's going to look like. Yeah, Cross so the board. that's what you got to look forward to this week. Oh, can we also talk a bit of? We'll talk a bit about the relegated teams. I want to talk a bit of underrated players and a little bit of everything else in between. Yeah, we could do all that. Can we do that, right? That is, that is a yeah. that's a good yeah, intro. Okay, that right. is, yeah, that's, that's we said every, That's, that's good. That's drawn them in. Mm. I can feel them. Mm. Right, let's go. and you're listening to a Touchline Rant's latest podcast, Back of the Net. Oh, you've done recorded it, you... Yay! Should we talk Europe? Should we talk, yeah, Euro- let's talk European Europe? European football. Yeah. Um, Should we talk right. Champions League specifically? Yeah. Can we, Should we do that? Can we talk about Can we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which game? Um, let's talk Liverpool versus Barcelona. What happened to Barcelona? Field? Um, they didn't turn up, did they? They weren't great. They were... Look, I, I don't want that to come off as... Because, you know, people will see... You know, I'm a Man United fan. They know I'm a Man United fan. So they'll see that as... I'm, not, I'm honestly not belittling that Liverpool performance. They were amazing. And when they went 3-0 up, I was egging them on to get the fourth. Because I was like, it's perfect story. Okay. Yeah. It's... <laughs> So it's not me being better, but I genuinely do believe that that Barcelona side was so poor. I think it was lackadaisy, and I think yeah. they, they didn't think they had to show up. I, I, look, we saw it this stage. Like, this is the second year in a row now that Barcelona have gone out of the Champions League after having a plus three goal advantage from the first leg at the Nou Camp. Because last year, Roma knocked them out, obviously. Roma knocked. Becker. Yeah, Roma were they lost four one at the at the new camp, and they had to then take them back and beat them three 0 to go through because of a Jacko late um, uh, late away goal. Yeah, um, and Barca just fell asleep and used the same tactics. It's just like if Barca go out, if they just thought, okay, we've we've got we're three 0 up from the first leg, but let's go out and attack as if we're nil nil, they probably would have won that game. Yeah. It's that complacency which really cost them. Yeah, it just and underestimating. Two years in a row as well. Underestimating. Disappointing. Do you know what I was thinking of? I was thinking, I know about the motivation behind 
like Liverpool must have been intense, but do you know what I think must have given him so much more fire? Yeah. The first leg when Suarez and Coutinho were just chipping in and with like Suarez. Yeah. I if I was me, if I was in that changing room, I'd be pinning up a picture of the Suarez thing and showing that what he how he casually like said. Yeah, like, I've said to motivate him. Like it's a it's a huge motivating factor do, doing like game being the gamesmanship which goes along with it and. To add that, Barcelona being so full of themselves after that first yeah. one. Yeah, like, it was interesting. Complacency and underestimating them really like held, held it through. And you could see every one of those were fired up. But I also think everything fell for Liverpool. Yeah, it did. Look, everything I, this fell. This isn't to belittle the the, the, the Liverpool for, in the right way when I, say everything, when I say everything fell I just mean it was the rub of the green a couple of passes connected when they, when they should have they've capitalised on, on situations you could never see a goal from any of those apart from like the first one where they really caught them really cold apart from yeah. that they worked and it just they, so look, happened were, that everything came together for that, not that belittle one, one game Liverpool let's not belittle we're not belittling it Liverpool how good were how good were Liverpool compared to what we've seen? They were phenomenal, um, but I just, I just think that everything felt like fell in the right yeah, place. Yeah, I just want to make sure because obviously I've talked now a bit about how I thought it was a lot to do with how poor Barcelona were, mm-hmm. and I'm. I said this today to one of my then. friends who's a Liverpool fan, who went, "Yeah, but if it wasn't Liverpool, because you're a Man United fan," and I'm just, it's genuinely not that. I thought Barcelona were really poor. I thought Liverpool were phenomenal in their attitude that they would just go out onto the pitch. It's been like, let's just play. Let's just play. It was like watching, it was like when you were a kid, you know, that freedom of just, let's just play football. Yeah. It's not about winning and losing. It's just, we, we've already pretty much lost. That was the attitude. So just go out there and attack them. It's and just, it it's credit, credit where credit's due. It was for not, can I ask you a question? Yes, then, Which please. has been bugging me all day. Go for it. And I know my answer. Was that the best comeback in the European Cup slash Champions League history? I think it's got to be up there uh, in in the top three, I would say. I'm, I'm not so sure it's, it's, it's the, the, the best one. It's the best one of recent times. Oh, yeah, it is. It's just I've seen a lot of people online today so and one. in the press saying that it's the greatest comeback in European history. A lot of people have said this. Now, can I tell you why it's not? Because <laughs> it's not. How many points have you got? Look, it's real. I've got... Can you do like a top... I'll just give you three games which are more impressive. Okay, this is your top list, top three better European performances in the Champions League. Better comebacks, yes. Go for it. Okay. Um, the 1999 final, where in the 90th minute Manchester United have been beaten by Bayern Munich. Are you a Man United fan? Yeah. Ah. This is the first one. I'll start with this because it's the obvious one. In the 90th minute... They believed, well, Bayern have beat us. We haven't got the treble. In the 93rd minute, we've won the treble. In that short space of time, in the final of the European competition. That is a better comeback, and it meant more because it was in the final. That's game one. That's, more, that's a better comeback. You're going to say the Barcelona? A best comeback. The, the next one is the best example of why this isn't the best comeback. The Barca, the Liverpool beating Barcelona. Um, in 2017, Barcelona were losing to PSG on aggregate. Uh, they were losing um, overall. PSG had beaten them 4-0 in the first leg. 
and then they got an away goal. So they had to score six goals overall, Barcelona. They needed three goals without conceding when the clock hit 89 minutes. They needed to score three goals and the clock says 89 minutes have been played. If I said to anyone in the world, oh, they need to score three, everyone would go, I'm going home. I'm going home for a drink. That's the game that if you're a fan, you go, oh, I'm going home now because we're not going to win this. We need three goals in and it's 89 minutes have been played. I'm going to make it early. Like beat the traffic. And Barcelona did it. They scored three goals after, 89, after the 89th minute. That is a better comeback than Liverpool beating Barcelona. It's still historic and it's still iconic. It is still historic. Right. I, I say three that's, games, look, I'll leave it at game, two because I think those two are big enough examples. Level hate Liverpool, you've got to say, well, that's it's gr- just look, incredible. It's a great like, comeback, just, it's not the best. We companies, a shot from company flying as well. We've been treated to some fantastic football at the, at the arse end of this season so far. Yeah. But that, the form that they showed to get through, is, it is iconic in its approach. There was players who played out their skin above and beyond, like Origi, Wijnaldum. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, we'll mention him in a minute. Was okay. world-class. He was world-class. And he's what, 19, 20? 19. I just think with some of them... And he's born and raised in Liverpool. Do you think... What a story, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Do you think that game was predestined to be that way or yes. do you feel like it was chaos theory and they worked hard and it just so happened to, to fall do you know what right I, think, I think in this scenario do you believe in the right, predestined the, approach I, right okay written in the stars right I do believe that there are certain fate. things which are fate when it, and it was bound to be no when um, when Barcelona were under Pep mm-hmm. it was fate that all these players would come through at the same time and would just so happen to take over, uh, to come into the first team. You know, Pedro, uh, Messi hadn't long been, or well, been there a few years, but he needed guidance and was still young. Mm. But Pedro was brought up. Uh, PK was brought back. Busquets was brought through. Busquets, yeah. And they had Iniesta and Xavi. It was destined that Guardiola would be the manager at that moment and it would peak into the best football I've ever seen, played by a club. It was destined that Man United were going to win the treble in 99. This, I genuinely think, is just... Klopp's chaos theory. I do think it's just. Oh, I like that. Klopp's Klopp, chaos. Theory. I think it's great. I think it's. I think it is Klopp's chaos theory. I really do. I think it's. KCT. Just his yeah, KCT. That's what it KCT. is. KCT. It's KCT. Look, it was fantastic result, and I just think that that game was the antithesis of everything just coming together. But it just brought on by the fact that they just hustled their way and it just fell for him in a weird way in like a yeah, chaos sort of way great. when you see that Alexander the Trent Alexander-Arnold first assist the cross for, for, he, he wins the ball back for one has a little mm-hmm. gathering in, on the side and it comes back to him and he races down that cross he whipped in was supposed to be for Mane but yeah. it got through to Origi because it took a deflection all of those little things See, just culminated. Can we? We've got to wrap this section Should up. Should we shout out to the ball boy? Yeah, shout, shout out. out. What's this, his name? Right, we've got to wrap this section up. But that ball boy who, as soon as the ball went out of play for the Liverpool corner, he immediately didn't go to the ball, but he has a spare one. He releases the spare one. Super quick to Trent Alexander-Arnold. Then he fakes that he's going to get the other ball back so that they can start the corner. He does it really slowly and set motions, oh, give me the ball. Walks back and he walks back super slowly. All those players are watching that ball boy going, oh, he's 
We're not kicking off yet because look at the ball boy. Look how nonchalant he is. He's already released the ball to Trent Alexander-Arnold. And that's corner. what? And it was that acting that freed up the time for Trent Alexander-Arnold to put the ball in for the Origi to score. So you think that was predestined? That was... That, no, that was that just... Wasn't, that was, that that was, was a, a Klopp's That was KCT. Theory. That was a, a case, Right, let's end it there. KCT. A great game. Loved every go. second of it. Well done, Liverpool. Yeah. KCT. I really love the discussion. I really love the discussion. I'm listening away from West Africa, Ghana. I really love this. And this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I love that. And you are my favorite list. Look it up. Dun, dun, Neil Warnock's dun. Cardiff City. Neil Warnock's Cardiff City, indeed. They, oh, somber. Somber, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Somber a bit at Rant Towers this week because Cardiff City have um, confirmed. Well, they haven't confirmed. <laughs> they didn't confirm <laughs> they it. They didn't confirm it. No, it what, was the points amassed this season has confirmed that Cardiff City will be relegated this mm. to the Championship. Now, going back, we will do our. We'll go back and because we, we did our preview show mm-hmm. of the Premier League. Um, is is at the five start. is five reasons why they deserve to go down? Right, let me come back to that in a minute. Let me just go back to something because five reasons why Cardiff City went down. Right, hang on. Let me just make my finish my point. Is that at the start of this season we made a a preview show where we predicted who would get relegated. Now we'll do that next week. We'll go back and revisit our predictions. Two out of the three of us predicted Cardiff would go down. I cannot remember if you did because you were reluctant to. Uh-huh. Um, I I can't remember if you did, but me and Mitch both said that Cardiff City would be relegated and they'd finish bottom. We both were very adamant about that. The fact that they haven't and they fought till pretty much the last day of the season is massive. They've done phenomenally well. And people need to realise what, what they've good, done with that squad and how yeah. they've how they performed with that with those tactics yes, and they were with poor. those players. I was having a debate with someone uh, yesterday about Attracting the right quality of player for Cardiff City, which was yeah. very tough because it's a hard sell. It's been tough both seasons now. They've been because it's hard. League. If you think about it, it's hard to get someone with to be like a proper absolute gem of a player, and to get him to come to come to Cardiff City above any other options they've got mm. on on the right package for like the pay. Yeah. But then the right mentality in order to do so, and Cardiff City has struggled to get that like mentally fit player, no matter of the quality over so many years. But it's yeah. hard. Like this, the Salah deal would have. Who knows how that would yeah, have been? Yeah, you don't know. That's you. a that huge was differential. Be there. But it's uh, I I it's hard to attract that type of deep, like pro- quality player, and Bobby Reid's done great. Camaras has been a revelation. He's been really good, but the point, the problem that we, I was talking about this today with someone actually, and saying about well, the, squad's the Cardiff City squad is one this season they've lacked a goal scorer. I would like to have seen them play Bobby Reed a bit more. Um, he played a lot, considering. Yeah, but I wish he started. How young he is. They were starting. I'm talking about Nias starting over Reed, where it became very, very. Uh, it became obvious that Nias is not the right striker for that team. But he persisted with it. I think that was his to a detriment. Um, I think like, the midfield is a problem. Ne- as well as well, look, next season is... A, is they've, got a, they've got a bit of a fight on their hands, if I'm being honest. Because 
Camarasa will leave and go return back on loan to his parent club. Uh, Harry Arter leaves mm. and goes on his parent club. Huge player. And Gunnison has gone. Has gone. So that is three huge midfield players for them this season. Gone. They've got no midfield. Yeah. That's huge. And essentially, I, I've said it before, I mean, no apology, I don't rate Morrison that highly. And you've Fully got, committed, though, that's what you yeah, want. Yeah, I know, but Between I don't rate him. That and Bamba. I don't think he's good enough. I've said this, and Manga. Bamba's injured. This is what I was getting to. I don't think Morrison's good enough. And Bamba, I think, is to what he was. Look, he could go on and prove me wrong and do a Zlatan. I just believe that his age and the sort of player that he is, he's... That injury will have set him back a lot. And it, might, it might have finished. Yeah, like it could. He may not play at that level. He may not play, yeah. So I believe that they need to make some big signings in the field, big signings in defence, and I believe they need to make a signing up front. But I mm. think Bobby Reid deserves now in the Championship to be given... Because they bought him from the Championship, let's not forget. You know, he was... He could actually have a breakthrough year next year. So Cardiff City fans, it's not all doom and gloom. I think Bobby Reid could have potentially... A Tammy Abraham style season next season. I genuinely do. You do. think that squad was built for the the championship, like in itself? You get, <clears throat> they're all championship players. Yes, uh, some of, I think at oh, I don't know. See. Right at best, to get to where they're. No, at. I think is if I think I genuinely think if this year's Cardiff City team had played in the championship as it was at the throughout, I think they would have. I think they would have got promoted and I think they would have been better play. It wouldn't have gone down to the last day. I think they're that good of a size, but they're a very high level championship squad and that's the truth. Do you know? Yeah. There's, they've, they're not they've a done, they've side. Done they've Cardiff, done a miraculous they've done job. Cardiff, they've done Cardiff, Cardiff proud in terms of the, uh, the event that they, they put in, the effort they they've made and all those players, like the unsung heroes there, Junior Hoyler, yeah, Junior has done Hoyler. great stuff. Josh Murphy's like come on leaps and bounds, and it's great to have that that experience in the rounds. Bobby Reid already no, said they've got some good players. Callum Patson. Callum Patson's not, been great. Let's he... not forget how old he is. How old is he? Do you know? I told you the other day. Oh, he's twenty four. He's absolutely correct. He's twenty four. There's a good quiz question there. How old is uh, Callum Patson? The answer yep. is twenty four. He's twenty four years young. Um, so there's bit of a joke that he won Young Player of the Year. Who? Else? Who else would you? He's twenty four. <laughs> oh, we're back to this. He's twenty four. He's How too old. old. Is too old. Oh well, Dan Bird says if they're under twenty one, you do not look at them. <laughs> well, that's what he says. Don't look at them. Um, right, we've drifted from Cardiff City, but look, can I sum it? They've up? done Cardiff. Cardiff, absolutely wonderful to see, and there's there's they've done the people of Cardiff, the people of they Wales, social. So can proud. I sum it up? Is this so proud for people who? For people who are listening to this who are Premier League fans, fans of the Premier League or fans of other sides in, pre- in the Premier League who may have overlooked Cardiff this season, realise that they've done a miraculous job for having a championship-level squad with a manager who knows the championship better than he knows the Prem. So they've done much better than you think they have. And to Cardiff City fans listening to this, because I know a lot of you do, you've been brilliant this season like brilliant you've been above and beyond what I think the bulk of us were expecting so have take heart in the fact that you've got a very 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 good championship squad you just need to make a few adjustments and you've got Neil Warnock as your manager 
have faith. Like, you could legitimately get promoted next season. I think there's... Legitimately. Yeah. All right, shall we... Let's wrap it there. Shall we wrap it there? Let's wrap it there. Last final word. Bluebird. It's coming over the goal. This is about the eighth pound. Messi is the goal. It's corner. It's not coming over. It's a goal. So, this weekend is the last week of the Premier League this season. Um, it's been a good one, hasn't it? It's been a very good one. Um, can I make a... I heard a point the other day where, you know when people say the Premier League's the most competitive league in the world? Mm. That's what they always say. It's the most competitive league in the world, yeah? This, these last two seasons have proved that it's not at all. Man City romped it last season. Romped it. When you say romp, you mean romp. I do. Like, absolutely romped it last season. This season has proven that Liverpool have just romped it as well. There's a lot of romping going on. Every, there is a lot of romping. There's like, what is it, a 24-point gap or something? Between everyone else. Between Liverpool and Spurs. Like, it's a huge gap. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for Liverpool performing as well as they've done this season, the Premier League would be the least competitive league in the world for the last two seasons. Man City would have romped both leagues. More romping. More romping. Man City would have destroyed it. So how competitive is the Premier League? Okay. That's my first okay. point shall that I, I want to make. Can I, shall I pose this question to you? Yeah. Is this the best season of Premier League football we've ever seen? No. No. By a long way? No. Um... The problem that is it up there? It's been a great. It, it is one of my favorite title. It's definitely my favorite title race that I've seen. Definitely, it's not my favorite Premier League season. Definitely the best title. Man race. City wins for your favorite. Yeah, yeah. The best Premier. Look, the reason that it's not been the best is that if you take last season, everyone said Man City getting hundred points was an anomaly. That season where they killed it was just going to be an anomaly, no one will do that again. Like when Harry Kane couldn't score 30 goals a season, every season, and he has. You know, it's... Everything we go, oh, well, Man City only won it because of other factors. It'll be, the level, it'll be a level playing field again. And it hasn't. What's happened is Man City have moved up again, another gear. Liverpool have moved up with them. And I would argue every single other top club in the Premier League, including Spurs has got worse since last season. Strong, strong, strong I don't goals. think any there's of no them... There's no romp have, in there. I don't think there's anyone has performed outside of Man City and Liverpool this season. No one. The only argument that you could make for a team that has performed well this season is Wolves. Wolves. Yeah, because they came in um, from the Championship and they finished... Where are they? What, 8th, 7th, 8th? They're around there. I think they're 7th. 7th. Watford and Wolves have done well. But no one in that top six. But still, as much as no one else in that top six is actually... Be, like, Arsenal have another good year. Man United have another good year. Rebuild, rebuild. Chelsea have another good rebuild. year. Exactly. Spurs have another good year. They had the better year, but they're still not that far off Arsenal, who have been far worse oh, than Spurs. misery guts. No, oh. my point being is that you had all this, but even with them not being great, they're still miles above... They're still a good distance away from Wolves and Watford. So actually, the top two is not competitive. The top, the next safe, so third to sixth, hasn't been competitive. They've all been rubbish, but they've been better than the rest. Then you've got Wolves-Watford, who've had decent seasons. And down. So that's the only competitive part of the Premier League now, is seventh and, and down. 
That's it. Seventh and down. Nothing else is competitive in the Premier League. All right, um, so teams going down. Yeah. Three teams. Okay. Give me, th- give me one player from each who have been your favourite. Ooh, okay. So we've then... So we've got... Cardiff City. Cardiff. Who's your favourite? Cardiff, Fulham and Huddersfield. Cardiff, I'd say either Camarasa or... Yeah. Or I would say Callum Patterson. I think out of the ones which I think... If I had to take into account every single player yep. in the Cardiff City squad, <clears throat> would and say I would Etheridge? say he's been standout, I would, I'd say Etheridge. Would you say Etheridge? Yeah, I think Etheridge has actually been one of the better Premier League keepers this season. Oh, he is. You, like, he's had a fantastic season. He's had a great season. and Statistically and work rate. Yeah, and, he's had a great and, season. Yeah. He's had an absolutely superb season. Um, Huddersfield. Yes. Move on to Huddersfield. Move um, on to Huddersfield. Just having a quick look through the squads because none of them have like massively stood out. I mean, you've got Moy and you've got... Moy's mine. Yeah, Aaron Moy is the standout option of this playlist, but I also think Billing needs a lot of Billing. Talk. Billing has been really good. He's been good. Has he proved it with statistics as well? Yeah, he's he's a look, he's a decent player. He's a he's a very decent player. Um can we move briefly on can we go to Fulham then? Next? Who's your favourite Fulham? Uh I'm caught between uh, the problem I have with Fulham is there's a player who is in their squad. Who hasn't done that well this season? Started and it's off. disappointing. Jean Marcel Seri, mm-hmm. you called him, is a great footballer, but but he hasn't had a great season. And this is an example of when people say someone has a poor season in in a one country, and then they go, "Oh, well, he obviously wasn't that great." If he comes to the Premier League and fails, it's like no, that's not this option. What's happened with Jean Marcel Seri is he's just had a bad season in amongst a bad squad. You know, it's, it shouldn't be reflected. So I would actually say the person whose stock has gone up the most from Fulham this season is Ryan Barbel. Oh, really? Ryan Barbel has gone from... Sessegnon was, was there, but he's disappointed. Sessegnon needs to, needs to be playing... We need to see with Ryan Sessegnon now. Was he a high-level championship player? Mm. Is he a high level? Is he a player who will go to the championship and be very high level? But when he comes to the Premier League, he's overwhelmed. Should I? Can I say two examples of who that would be? Yeah, uh, Connor Wickham would be one. Mm. I think he's a great player at Championship level, but I think he's a poor Premier League player. Um, and the I'm trying to think of it. Leave it. We'll leave it. I'll in. tell you my favorite. Mitrovic. Yeah, Mitrovic has had superbia, despite but now being relegated. There will be an exodus there because they've got the type of players in there who are not very loyal and they will go wherever they, they deem fit. Well, look, the loans will go. Because they all grow. think they're better than that. The loans will go, you know, you know you've got... Um, what's his name on the wing? What's the, his face? What's his name on the wing? Schürrle. Schürrle, thank you very much. Schürrle, who is there, he was on a two-year loan deal. He'll leave. He'll go back now. He won't stick out his second year in the championship. I would like to see him do so, but I don't think Fulham could afford it. You know, I, look, I think Shirley would have a great year in the championship. You know, I think he'd be superb. It's a very competitive league. I think, on the whole, though... But I don't think he will. My two... Seri will leave. My two unsung heroes who are young yeah. have been Madison and Brooks. Overall in the Premier League... Let's okay, get away yeah. from the... They're, my, they're the bottom three, but then on the whole... Can I tell you my most... They un- both deserve a shout-out. Can I tell you? Each. Yeah, they do. The, Go on, then. My most undervalued Premier League player as a whole of every club... Hong Min Sun. No. Aguero. 
No, I think uh, this season it's been Ryan Fraser at Bournemouth. Good shot. I think Ryan Fraser this season has been superior, phenomenally superior. underappreciated. Yeah, the has. work he's done, and Callum Wilson as well. Both of them have at Bournemouth. Well, Bournemouth Fraser, good. Has, Fraser to do what he did, I think to do what he did us with the space that he's got is. And he goes weeks with doing nothing and then does something brilliant. No, because you no, he doesn't. He's no. always consistent because no. he's always off the. When you say do nothing, you mean score As, you three points, no. score you two points on fantasy. No, I wasn't going that. That's route. What, that seems like that's not the route I was going. What I was going to go down is sometimes he literally will drift out of games and he won't be, he won't be as involved until and then, one week he's just literally the center of the universe. <laughs> I think, he, I think he's he always to integral to the team. And but I just think... Does it like that? Matt Ritchie. Matt Ritchie at Newcastle is very much like that. Matt Ritchie's he's brilliant in matches. players, but seeing him, he's frustrating, but he's very technically good. Yeah, he is he's frustrating. Seeing him live, he is a frustrating player to watch. Newcastle have, d- have done well to, to get Newcastle have done a mean. That's going to be the interesting part of the summer now, is will Rafa Benitez sign a new contract at Newcastle? He still, his contract runs out this summer. <laughs> His contract runs out this summer and it's become a game of Mike Ashley saying... Do you think he just likes the punishment? No, well, it's now come down to Mike Ashley saying, um, sign your new contract and I'll give you money for players. And Rafa Benitez saying, no, give me money for players now and I'll sign a new contract. And neither of them want to blink. So Rafa could leave. Um... But no, it's been a great season. It has. It's been a great season. It's not been the best season. It's been a very good season. But it's been a very good season. One of the best seasons. A lot of little dramas going on. So, yeah, Premier League, we bid you farewell for now. We bid you adieu. Until next week when we might round up if there were some crazy games. Probably going to be a Maybe do that. Maybe do that. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right, bye. Hello. Can I help? You have reached listener feedback. This is a great podcast. So, it comes to my favourite part of the show now, where Which we. Part, this is an episode we call Listener Feedback, where listeners give us feedback mm. and we read it out. That's this section. So, this week we've had. We've been. We've been. A few bits of feedback this week. I'm really pleased. Thank you very much for getting in touch. If you did, mm. at a touchline rant on Twitter. On the socials. On the socials. Get in touch with us and your feedback could be out next week. What have we got? David Goodwilly. He says, this was a good week if you like big Goodwilly style. I'm not sure if he's had a good week because of the podcast or if he's just had a good week in Is there life. a comma in there? Can we decipher? He's not very, Goodwilly's not good with with grammar. Wow. Dion Dublin says, stairs going up to the bedrooms. Thanks for that, Dion. Um, Limvoy Primus, he's been on and says, Luke, of course it was the greatest comeback of all time. You absolute clown. It's cretin. <sighs> all right, cretin. All right, was that? Reggie Blinker. Actually, boys, you're right. I'm really going to miss Cardiff City. Mm. They made the Blinker Man Blinker tears a joy. Gary Lineker says, love this episode so much. Halfway through... I shit myself. Oh. Um, okay. And he's been rubbing... I've been rubbing myself up and down on the carpet for the past five minutes trying to clean it off. Just use the toilet roll, Gary. You're not you, on a pitch. You've, You're not on a pitch. That should... You should... That should... You should be private messaging. You should. And Sunday Elise says... Needs a soup son more of Mitch. 
So we can't do anything about her. That's no. So that's that's the feedback we this tried? week. Like I said, that a text line rant. Um, yeah. Thanks very much. Wi-Fi connection lost. What the hell? <laughs> so that's it. We come to an end. That's it for the, we come that's to the it end. for the week. So that is it. I think that was a that was a good episode. Yeah. You know, we talked Liverpool, Barcelona. We also forgot to say this is, if not the best Champions League. Oh, it's definitely the best Champions League of all time. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent of all time. I was just going to say in recent years. Mm, it's one of the best of all time. I'd say Champions League this year. It's been so good. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we've come to an end. Time. We'll chat on. We'll chat on, but you won't be with mm. us. Um, so thank you very much if you, you know, tuned in. Um, yeah, thank you very much. See you next week. Bye. Bye. We go. Bye. Yeah. See ya. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm new. That's anchor.fm new to get started.